a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Hot enough for you guys? <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> I don't know. 78 is kind of hot to me. Not till 5 o'clock this afternoon. Warm one yesterday. Uh, it will continue to be warm for the next few days. Uh, so just be aware. Take precautions. Cool down. Drowning yesterday. You've uh, no doubt heard in the uh, news, Quinn's Park. Well, we don't know for sure, I guess, if it's a uh, drowning. Just a man found unresponsive and no, not yeah. able to be brought back. Uh, Chances are, so we life. don't know. Yeah, uh, so um, if you are out and about, just be careful. Once again, we'll warn you, um, you know, Boise River is running very swiftly, and a lot of people, um, you know, like to cool off in the summertime in the Boise River. It's running uh, probably about twice what it normally would at this time of year. The good news is, I uh, saw yesterday a report that uh, the uh, Boise Basin, two other areas here around uh, the Treasure Valley, no longer in drought. Oh, good. Drought has uh, officially been lifted. Yeah, we, we should celebrate with some rain. That w- I, You know what? I, I, I necessarily wouldn't mind rain. No, I, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> it's been a few days since we've had rain. Uh, yeah, significant yes- rain. Yesterday, well, you were uh, up to what was it? Uh, I don't know what the official high was yesterday. Here we go. Now I can talk. I've been trying to talk for a minute. Oh, sorry. To say that the eastern side of Idaho is not out of drought. No, but who cares? We don't live there. <laughs> well, you're not wrong, Mike. <laughs> I care about where I live. It's all about me and what how it affects me. <laughs> glad we got that cleared up. Yeah. You could expand your opinion to, I'm glad my state is doing well. Yeah, okay. I'm glad my state is doing well. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. expand your parameters there, Mike Casper. At least we're not California and the state's on fire. But if I'm golfing in eastern Idaho, they better have some water so my grass (laughs) looks all right. The state. The state. The state is on fire. The uh, temperatures, once again, are going to remain warm today. Not quite as warm as yesterday, but I don't think you're going to notice the difference of like three degrees. At least I don't. It was warm yesterday. Did you golf yesterday? No, God, no. 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 You, you I specifically golfed Monday because it was the only day this week that was going to be below 100. When you definitely notice uh, the difference in three degrees is when it, you, know, you, you just took your own temperature. <laughs> now, that you, you might notice that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, coming up here in just about 20 minutes, um, we will get uh, the latest round of what's going on with inflation. Consumer price index uh, due to be released around uh, 6.30 this morning. So coming up at about 7.20, once again, we'll talk with uh, Jeremiah Bates uh, about how it is uh, affecting us. Um, My guess is that it's going to be bad. And I only say this. I don't have any inside information. I have not talked to Jeremiah Bates. Um, We saw the stock market has uh, dropped three days in a row after a winning week last week, but uh, the, when the White House comes out and says, hey, inflation isn't near as bad as what it looks like the day before you get a report on inflation, it, it, it usually means that it's not going to be looking good. They know what it's going to say uh, coming up today. So um, I got something else for you. I don't know if it's going to be 8.5, uh, higher than 8.5, which it was last month, uh, the consumer price index, but some are predicting possibly up to 9. Looks like the President of the United States will be speaking live here at some point this morning. I can't tell you when. 
we never really know. Do but, we know? Uh, we know why though. President right? Biden is on that uh, Middle Eastern swing, and uh, that's the he's worst. He's going to speak of, live at some point today. That's the worst kind of music, by the way. Middle Eastern swing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate swing. Period. But you're right. Middle Eastern swing pretty good. is that's is pretty a, good though, Chris. Yeah, I like that. One. That is the worst. You ought to see the dancing. I mean, they're not allowed to do it, but you ought to see it. <laughs> Uh, also, at a certain point this morning, we are uh, going to talk a little bit more about this. Uvalde uh, surver- surveillance footage was released yesterday on uh, the police response. And as bad as we've talked about um, how bad it was, apparently it's even worse now that the uh, actual video has been released on the reaction of the police. We know the exact time now, 73 minutes from the time the police arrived. Mm. See, that's more than hesitant mm. it's a bad look and, and the video is is even shows it's even more than hesitant i mean it shows police officers um checking their cell phones whether they were tweeting or texting um showed one officer as they were you know the, the shooter is already in shooting up the school shows him uh walking up to a hand sanitizer uh machine that they have in the schools and you know cleaning his hands um it, it it's just not a good look, and like I said, uh, according to the video footage, it's 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 worse than what we even thought it was going to be, which is hard hard to imagine because yeah. the the amount of time that we thought that was wasted from the time that they could have stopped the shooting probably could have saved lives of either you know students or teachers because there were nineteen children and two adults. I mean, how angry would you be if you were a parent seeing some of this? Um, how I would angry be. Would you be? I would be beside myself if I was one of the parents I mean, of I'd the be, children who were killed. I mean, I'd be knocking on doors, going to find people so one, angry. One part of uh, the video shows a police officer who has a student who had a student in the school being held back by police officers, not allowed to get into the school. Whose stu- whose son? Um, I think it was a daughter, actually. I can't. I'm, I'm not even going to say that anyway, for sure. But anyway, anyway his they, child, his went to child the yeah. um, died. Was, was one of the children shot, and it showed police tr- physically not letting him into the school, and he's a police officer. Oh, man. Um, yeah, if, if I was one of the... Might not be a police officer there anymore. If I was I one of the parents, I and, and I, you know, I'm seeing this video, I'm hearing all the mistakes that were made, um, you're right, I would be unconsolable and just absolutely beside myself. There's no end to the rage that... Those yeah, parents. I, 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 it's something no I don't think I would ever, 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 ever get over. The the fault still lies with the shooter. Yes, I mean the largest percentage of it, obviously. I I doubt if I'd be too much more angry at anybody but the shooter. I I would that's still fair. be I would you still know, be angry with fair, the, with the police, you know, if in 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 viewing some of this video mm. and knowing that it could have been stopped way before and possibly saved lives. I I don't know. We'll talk more about it this morning. Our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. The uh, Dow futures are up 100 points as of right now. Like I said, coming up here in about 15 minutes, we should get uh, consumer price index uh, for the uh, latest month. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll find out if it's uh, going up and we're going to continue to see a peak in inflation or not. That's on the way. We'll keep you updated right now. Let's get your first check on what's going on with sports with Rick Worthington here today. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in 
Meridian and East Boise. They're open Monday through Saturday. That's right. All Monday through Saturday uh, at 1030 every morning uh, for lunch or if you want to get uh, uh, early lunch or a late breakfast, if you call soup and sandwiches breakfast, um, which I'm perfectly fine with that. Get into Fat Guy's <laughs> Fresh Deli. We'll talk Mariners baseball here a little bit later. There's nothing okay? much to talk about. Well, uh, maybe. They didn't play. They're going to play doubleheader today, yeah. though. So, But first, something that we haven't talked much about is what in the holy smokes is going on with college football right now? If I told you that the college football landscape is unstable, I mean to say ah. it's an absolute chaos. There is nothing stable about college football right now. Everybody is looking at, am I coming? Am I going? Am I staying? Am I leaving? Am what, I what's screwed? happening with this conference? And that is including the Pac-12. That is including the Mountain West. It is including the Big Ten, the Big 12. Who's going where and what's happening with Notre Dame? Would somebody figure that out for me? Of course, this is all because USC and UCLA jumped wagon and have left the Pac-12. And there's talks right now that Oregon might be the next to go with them. And if Oregon goes, these things usually happen in pairs. Who does Oregon take with them if they're going to the Big Ten? Or are they going to the Big 12? They're not going to the SEC. I guess they've come out and said nobody else is joining us right now. But then you've got all these mid-major conferences that are not a a part of a Power 5 conference that are thinking, hey, maybe there's an opportunity for us now to go to a Power 5 if they're building a super conference. And is Boise State ever going to be mentioned as one of those schools? What does your gut tell you about Boise State making a hop? Uh, under the current, unless something changes, I I just don't see I it happening as ge- of yet. Geographically, I don't think anybody's interested. Although I will tell you that if Oregon leaves the Pac-12 and uh, that becomes the Pac-9, Mountain West may be stronger than the Pac, whatever it's going to be. If you take Oregon out of there, I mean, you've lost USC, Oregon, mm-hmm. UCLA. Um, yeah, they become a non-Power 5, in my opinion. The thought was that Oregon was going to try and get Colorado to go with them. And Colorado has come out and said, we are committed to the Pac-12. I don't think that's true, but, <laughs> I mean, right, that's what they're telling us. Mm. Um, so it's a wait-and-see deal right now, but Boise State is probably not going to be mentioned as one of the schools that people are interested in making a jump to a Power 5, and it has everything to do with media market because that's what this is really about is your media market money in terms of, Who are we bringing in, and how do they help the overall look of the conference? Yeah, Boise State is absolutely nationally recognized. Yeah, the blue turf is a big thing, but 101 media market doesn't blow up anybody's skirt, and I just don't see it happening. That's just my take. Maybe Colorado State? Maybe San Jose State? I mean... I wouldn't yeah. want to see them I mean, in the Pac-12, the, but the argument is there. I mean, um, Boise State by far. If you go back, you know, in television ratings for the past, just say go back just the past decade, they out, you know, have more eyeballs every time they play than any other. But that's not how you sell See, no, a I, conference I, package. It has everything to do I, with how I, many I people it. are in the market in which that is viewed. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right, it's something that we could talk a lot more about and don't have time because I'm already way over. KBOI News Time is six eighteen. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
So we have uh, three televisions, uh, actually four televisions in here uh, that we can watch in the morning while the show is going on. You mean, one you, of those, you mean our video news monitors? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of those yeah. is always on Fox Business News, and I'm sitting there watching Fox Business News, and the uh, stock market futures on the Dow were up over 200 points, and as I'm sitting there watching, it went from 200 points up instantaneously it wasn't like usually when you watch it it goes you know 200 points maybe down a few points down 10 15 points it went uh up 200 points to down 190 points so it dropped 400 points in a matter of a half a second and i went hmm my guess is that the consumer price index (laughs) was just released and even though we're not seeing that it's just been released Everybody got a look at it, and it's way worse than was expected. Oh, boy. Sure enough, it was uh, just a few minutes later, consumer price index. It was expected. Last month was 8.6%. It was expected to rise to 8.8%. That was expectations for today. Um, it's 9.1%. So it just blew past the expectation. Blew past the expectation. Highest, unemployment, uh, highest inflation rate, by the way, since 1981. Remember when uh, we had gas lines, and that's that's when was that eighty one? I think I think that's that was during the regular that was during the regular administration. I remember there being uh, a lot of uh, cutting Maybe back, cutting back in you know in the seventies. Everybody was on an economy drive back then. So I don't. I'm not a you know financial expert. I don't know what all this means. That's why we have Jeremiah Bates uh, on to talk about your money coming up here in just about uh, half an hour or so. He will be with us to uh, kind of uh, take this all apart and tell us what it means. Uh, we also don't know. Usually um, the, the consumer price index is everything uh, price-wise that is going up, um, but they try to get a better idea of uh, what the actual inflation rate is when they take out energy, for instance, because that's so volatile with gas prices, yeah. natural gas prices, uh, ener- you know, electricity and all that. Um, so they take that out to give you an idea. But uh, I'm sure by then he will have had a chance to, uh, you know, break this down and tell us exactly what, you know, it necessarily means. But already the stock market futures um, down three, almost 370 points. The uh, NASDAQ is down 250 points. Standard & Poor down 90 points. All of those took... Huge, huge dumps just moments Obviously. after this uh, report was released. Investors trying to tell the rest of the country, pay no attention to uh, <laughs> us behind the curtain. Well, and like I said, if you, tr- if, if you try to read between the lines, when the Biden administration yesterday came out and said, hey, inflation, uh, you know, it's not as bad as everybody thinks because, you know, you gas think, oh prices. Oh, my God, it's worse than people think. <laughs> gas prices, you know, have been going down over the last three weeks. That isn't going to show up in, in the uh, CPI tomorrow. Um I, I, I could read between the lines and, and write then and said, oh, this is going to be worse than what's, what's predicted. And <laughs> sure enough, it was. Um, like I said, 9.1 CPI just released this morning um, and it, 8.5 last month. So it's gone up over, or 8.6 last month. So it's gone up over half a point in uh, one month's period of time. Um, we'll find out uh, coming up here later this month because this goes into what the Fed is going to do with the Fed rates. Um, could it be up to one point increase instead of the half to three quarters point increase expected? Because I, I like it better when you were still going up way faster than they want. <laughs> I liked it better when you were limiting yourself. Good, you know, could it be point uh, five or could it be point seven five? Yeah, uh, I think basically now you can. It's guaranteed. It's going to be a minimum of point seven five. But at this point, where it's gone up, you know, 
um, half a point in, in, in a month as far as inflation. Fed could say, hey, everything we've done so far still isn't flowing, sh- slowing down inflation. So um, you, you realistically could possibly see one point. I, I don't know. I, I don't have any inside information on that, but we'll find out later this month when the Fed uh, gets their meeting and announces their, their rate. I, the only thing I can tell you for sure, Fed is going to increase their, yeah. their Fed rates, guaranteed. KBOI News Time, 645. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise. And Wednesday, of course, one of their most popular soups you can get in every single Wednesday. Made from scratch, jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. Don't believe me that it's delicious? Get in and find out for yourself today. They open up at 1030. Good morning, Major League Baseball fans out there. The surging Seattle Mariners' quest for their first nine-game winning streak since 2003 has to wait until today. They did not get to play yesterday. The opener of Seattle's two-game series against the Nats in the nation's capital postponed yesterday due to bad weather. Uh, There were some pretty severe storms that delayed the start of the game for more than an hour, so two teams will make it up today as part of a play two today. Doubleheader, that's right, game one will be at 10 o'clock local time. Game two is set to start right around 2 o'clock here at Mountain Time. Now, right-hander Chris Flexen is set to start game one against the Nats' righty Josiah Gray. Once again, you could tune that in at 10 o'clock today. Flexen had been scheduled to make his regular scheduled turn yesterday. He completed an on-field side session at the Nats Park shortly after the postponement, and it looks like he will be ready to go today. What happened to the rest of Major League Baseball? The A's won. They beat the Texas Rangers in 12 innings, 14-7. Pirates defeated the Marlins 3-2. Cincinnati, one of the few teams to beat the Yankees, 4-3. Toronto, a 4-3 winner over the Phillies as well. Tampa Bay beat Boston 3-2. The White Sox defeated Cleveland, shut them out 7-0. Atlanta, a 4-1 winner over the Mets. Milwaukee by the Minnesota Twins, 6-3. The St. Louis Cardinals came back to beat the Dodgers last night by a score of 7-6. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. In the wake of several horrific mass shootings, namely the one in Uvalde, Texas, schools around the country are prioritizing security and safety inside their buildings. Well, tonight, the Twin Falls School District met to discuss that and talk about how they can expand armed security to protect students within the halls of their schools. Tristan Lewis joins us now with more details on these new ideas and how this might look once it gets implemented. How many school resource officers does the district have right now? Yeah, so Brian and Morgan, uh, Twin Falls has six SROs at their middle and high schools through the Twin Falls Police Department. They also cover elementary schools but aren't primarily assigned to them. With this new proposal, they'll provide SROs and armed security at every single school. It's one of the things we've talked about uh, that could possibly hinder school shootings in the future. I no longer have kids in school. Uh, Chris doesn't either. No. Rick Rick Worthington, you uh, still have a couple of kids in school. Yes, I do. What do you think about this? I mean, you're someone who actually has a vested interest in this um, going, going forward. Twin Falls School District proposing that armed guards should be hired by the schools. I don't have a problem with armed guards at schools. I don't have a problem with teachers being armed at schools. I don't think every teacher should be armed at schools, but certainly teachers that are trained. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When your kids were going to school, were there 
teachers in that school that you would say, absolutely, that's a teacher that should have a firearm or could have a firearm I would trust? Would have had no problem with a bunch of teachers in the school. But I also agree with you. There is probably some that, you know, shouldn't. But I, I, I mean, right now, if you if you looked at schools in specifically in the Treasure Valley here in Idaho, you would probably have a whole bunch of teachers who would be willing to volunteer and say, look, I'll take the training that it takes. I'll be, you know, that that last wall of defense against a possible active shooter. I mean, the chances of ever having to, you know, the teachers put themselves or uh, an armed guard put themselves in the line of fire, you know, uh, are probably really, really high of that ever having to happen. The odds against? The, the odds against well, it. But, I mean, at least there is some protection and maybe you wouldn't have seen what happened in, in Uvalde. I use Uvalde because that's the most recent school shooting. It's just personal thoughts here, and I, I'm not saying that anything like that is going to happen because I know my position in news kind of gives the idea that I'm telling you this is what's happening. That's not the case. No, and I was, I was just asking my you, for you from your personal opinion. position on this is I believe that you could have several teachers within a school, any school, that are trained to use firearms mm-hmm. and that there are firearms that are available for those teachers should they need to defend their their kids, their students. I mean, how many vets do we know out there right now that once they leave the Army or the Marines or yeah. whatever their, their source is, are looking actively for a position? And a lot of them would like to learn how to teach. Some of them do. But say that's a, a great opportunity for somebody who is a new teacher. Hey, you just got out of the service. Who's better trained to use weapons than people that are in the service? Yeah. Let's train those guys up how to be teachers. And we they may need be, teachers. They may be looking for something to do, you know. I'm saying even, an, an opportunity even, to serve and defend yeah. and teach is a great idea. Now, this also ties in uh, yesterday uh, portions of uh, video from the Rob Elementary sh- shooting in Uvalde were released. The full video is going to be released um, this coming Sunday, but portions of that surveillance footage was uh, published by Austin American Statesman and uh, KVUE Television. This is a report on that. This new report was released by Alert, or the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training at Texas State University. The 26-page document says that cops missed three chances to slow the shooter. Number one, an officer with a rifle had a clear shot of the suspect before he even went inside the school, but asked for permission to shoot and waited. Number two involved a cop driving through the school parking lot at a high rate of speed, which apparently diverted a different officer's attention away from the suspect as he slipped inside Rob Elementary School. That number three, an exterior door was unlocked, which gave the shooter instant access to the building. The report also questions why officers did not breach classrooms, windows, or walls instead of the door, which they said was locked. Today's findings come as the U.S. Department of Justice investigation and Texas Rangers inquiry are both still underway, all while the frustrations have been mounting in that community. Uvalde's Mayor Don McLaughlin this week suggesting there could be a cover-up underway at the state level. McLaughlin claims that he has not been briefed by Texas DPS since the shooting and believes he has been left out of the loop intentionally. He also alleges there's more to the story, which has 
yet to be released, telling angry constituents at last week's city council meeting that state law enforcement officials are simply not being transparent. We're not trying to hide anything from you. We're not trying to do that. We don't have anything. DPS has tied our hands. The mayor has been joined by Texas State Senator Roland Gutierrez and sent a letter to Governor Greg Abbott calling for the local district attorney to be removed as the head of victim services and replaced with the State Department of Emergency Management, saying that families are not receiving the financial help they apparently need. Today, Texas DPS told us this is very much an active investigation, but fell short of responding to the mayor's allegations of a cover-up. Brett. Casey Siegel in Dallas. Casey All right, Dennis. once again, that's the uh, audio um, from uh, the news story. Um, here's, the, here's the timeline on this. Um, this is, this is what we, is going to be particularly frustrating um, for parents. The footage shows a gunman who authorities have identified as the 18-year-old shooter firing multiple shots from an AR-15-style rifle outside the school, then entering the building at 11.33 a.m., shooting his way into adjoining classrooms. A barrage of more than 100 bullets were fired inside those two classrooms over the next two and a half minutes before seven officers ran into the school at 11.36. So 11.33, when the shooting began, seven officers were there at 11.36. Now, officers were on the scene before the gunman entered the school at 11.33. And as you heard there, one of the officers had the suspect in his rifle sights, asked permission to shoot. But the supervisor either didn't hear the request or didn't respond in time before the shooter was able to enter the school through an unlocked door. So this could have all been stopped before anybody then, was killed. And then you heard there there was a second policeman who was, uh, or he, he, had, he had the uh, the shooter insider, was paying attention, and then somebody zoomed past him in a police car uh, mm, at a high rate of speed. Took his attention away. Took his attention away, and then when he turned back, the uh, the guy was already gone. So all this happened in the first three minutes. Could have been put down at any time in the first three minutes. There were police officers there able to do it. And the timeline from the video shows it took 74 minutes before police finally were able to yeah. subdue the shooter. We'll talk more about this. Get your thoughts. If you want to weigh in right now, you can email us. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Are you okay with uh, schools? Twin Falls talking about hiring armed guards. Feel free to share your thoughts. Uh, Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, this is brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch every day. East Boise, just off Gallon, and in Meridian, just off Wells Avenue. They open up at 1030. Check out their menu, FatGuysFreshDeli.com. NFL news today. After years of attempting to trade former first-round draft pick Keneal Harry, the New England Patriots finally pulled that trigger yesterday, dealing the veteran-wide receiver to the Chicago Bears. As the NFL media is reporting, the earliest drafted receiver of Bill Belichick's career, Harry goes to the Bears in exchange for a 2024 seventh-round draft pick. Harry, who is only 24, was picked number 25 overall back in 2019 out of Arizona State, where he had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons to close his college career. While he brought size to the Patriots receiving core, he is six foot four. Keneal Harry never really emerged as the big threat receiver that they thought he was going to be coming out of Arizona State. So just 12 catches in seven games as a rookie. He played with Cam Newton a little bit, and yeah, he hasn't developed into the big guy that they thought he was going to be. But he has had an active summer, and 
the Chicago Bears are hoping that they got themselves a steal from the Patriots. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates with us this morning to talk about your money. And we're talking about the Consumer Price Index released just about an hour ago. And uh, I could tell it wasn't going to be good yesterday because Biden administration was trying to get out ahead and say, hey, uh, inflation isn't going to be as bad as everybody says it is tomorrow. Um, so apparently he knew it was going to be bad. Um, they were expecting uh, an increase to 8.8%. Actual was 9.1%. It was interesting to watch the futures. At one point this morning, they were up over 200 points before the uh, CPI was released, Jeremiah. And they, within half a second, fell 400 points. And I go, oh, CPI's been released and uh, it apparently is not good. Yeah, here we go again, right? And this, I mean, not a lot of good news falling out from this uh, consumer price um, index report. I mean, really, inflation came in about as hot as these summer temperatures that we're going to see this week. And I mean, futures are getting cooked right now. Um, and y- you nailed it. So the prices soared higher than expectations. Inflation rose at a rate of 1.3% in June alone. That's the biggest monthly gain that we've seen in the pandemic era. Okay, so. Yes, gas did account for over 50% of that increase, but food also saw its sixth consecutive uh, increase of 1% or more in a single month. You also have rent continuing to climb. So bottom line is you have U.S. wage growth failing to keep up with the pace of rising prices. And we've seen rising prices for 15 consecutive months. Workers are experiencing the biggest decline in years when it comes to the inflation-adjusted pay. You have wages up just over 5% in the past year. Costs are up over 9%. You can clearly do the math. Now, you can try to find some silver linings here. uh, All right, go ahead and do that. Where where the the possible good news is that the the headline inflation number that we're seeing, it's being overstated by energy and gas. Now, this this is uh, looking back. So this is in the month of June. So you got to look so far in July... You got to look at the price of oil. You got to look at the price per gas, price per energy. It has declined. You also have a lot of commodity prices starting to roll over, whether it's in the form of lumber, metals like copper. We've, we've seen these things drop significantly. You've seen oil drop significantly. So there are a few signs of relief. However, I mean, it's still, we're still seeing groceries up 12% over the past year. You're seeing chicken, the cost of chicken up, the cost of chicken is up almost 20%. That's the biggest increase that we've seen. Ever. You still have rent soaring high. So you have the market reacting because, again, this, is, this has been the past few months when we've seen these inflation reports. It's how is the Federal Reserve going to react? And the big concern is that they will have to come in too hot, basically drive us into a recession to cause demand destruction where people just don't have the means to buy things anymore. Mm. And then it brings down inflation. And the odds of Fed policy error plus that recession, it just went up because we saw that higher than anticipated inflation number. And unless we see a surprise, unless we see a surprise to the downside, today was a surprise to the upside. Unless we see a surprise to the downside, we're going to keep seeing market reactions like this because there's uncertainty. The market does not like uncertainty. We're seeing uncertainty in the bond market because they're trying to price in these bonds because when interest rates go up, bond prices go down. 
And for all intents and purposes, what the Federal Reserve has been making very clear is that they will do what it takes with their tool bat, with their tool chest to lower inflation. And that basically is raise interest rates. And that now we're talking about mar- the market's pricing in the likelihood of maybe a 1% increase at the next Federal Reserve meeting when a few months ago, the talk was around a quarter of a percent or a half a percent. So the rate at which the Fed is lifting these interest rates, it's tough for the market to grapple. There's a lot of unknowns in the future, and we're seeing that reflect in the futures market right now. Alphabet, also known as Google, has announced that they're going to slow down hiring considerably. What, what is wrong right now in Silicon Valley? It's just they're 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 feeling the pinch. I mean, just like and they're not the only company, especially in the technology space, that has cited that they're going to start uh, slowing down slowing down hiring. Meta slash Facebook was was the first one to come out and announce this a few months ago, and we're seeing this across the board. So yeah, while we're talking about the strong the tight labor market, and you have many job openings for the number of compared to the number of unemployed people. I think we might start to see that trend turn because we're already starting to see it with large technology companies and Google is just another one to line up and say, hey, we're, we're going to slow down hiring. They have yet to go down and talk about layoffs, but this, this could be down the road. And if we talk about uh, this recession and people trying to get ahead of it and a deep elongated recession, this could be, these headlines could be coming more frequent and could be worse. Oh, great. You're just know, not, you're not, just full of good news today. The, the Jeremiah. are bad news today, right? <laughs> but you know, I guess so. Hopeful, hopeful that you know, with the drop in commodity prices that we're seeing next month, we will see a deceleration of inflation. That's what we're looking for. If the market sees that, we'll likely see a much more favorable reaction. But until then, right. it's going to be tough. Thank you, Jeremiah. Um, uh, stock market's going to be opening up here in just a few minutes. Looks like we're going to be opening up to the downside. Uh, futures down over 370 points now on the uh, Dow. We'll get an update from you after the market opens in a few minutes next hour. Uh, also at the close in the noon hour. And then we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 743, congratulations going out to Scott Robinson of Caldwell. However, Scott, you hung up before we got your information. Um, so if you're listening... Need to call us back so we can get your information. Snake River Stampede watch party tickets. Um, you got you got them, but we need some information. So call us back 208-336-3700 or pound 670 if you have a Verizon wireless phone. Phone lines are open for you this morning. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Um, Twin Falls School District proposing that armed guards should be hired at schools. We're taking your emails, your phone calls, whether you uh, are okay with that. It, it, I know it's, you know, this Twin Falls School District isn't here. It's two hours away. Um, but this could be something that you possibly might see here in Treasure Valley Schools coming mm-hmm. soon, especially if this is approved and they do indeed start hiring armed guards at uh, this Twin Falls School. Are, are you okay with that as a parent? I'm not, I'm not a parent. I don't have a vested interest. I still have um, grandkids that are going to school here. I don't have a personal problem with it. That's my uh, personal opinion. Um, go ahead and uh, share with us if you want to email. You can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about guns this morning. The Uvalde uh, school shooting uh, video of that was uh, some portions of the video. The full video won't be released until Sunday, but some of it was published yesterday. And uh, apparently the uh, video um, 
worse than even what was being reported. Really? 73 full minutes from the time mm-hmm. police arrived till they actually stopped the shooter. And they apparently had three separate chances to stop the shooter before that 73 minutes is up was up, including the first minute when the school shooter had not entered the school building yet. He was he was on school grounds at that point, shooting at the school, yes. shooting at people. Yes. Why didn't everybody show up uh, with the directive, you know, of what to do? Stop this guy. I don't understand. At this point, you know, this is this is a you know a, pu- a public service problem right there i mean there's a danger to the community why did the police officer even ask for permission at that point he had him in his sights why did he not put him down at that point he's already been shooting he's already at the school you know there's a potential for kids to be or, or or teachers to be killed um why questions why didn't why did he ask for permission number one number two why did either the supervisor not hear him ask for permission or not answer back I mean, those are that we're talking the first three minutes of this thing could have saved 21 lives. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. The other thing we want to talk about, this was big news yesterday, uh, and we'll, we'll get into a little bit of this. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom yesterday um, has basically announced that if you want to sue gun manufacturers after a uh, shooting, you can now do that in California. Even if you have nothing to do with uh, the, the the victims, I haven't read the the full report. If anybody can sue, but he signed a bill allowing Californians to sue gun industry uh, after violence. Hmm. So, like the violence that happened in Sacramento, where people were shot, or where Greg Grimes, the former Boise State player, uh, was was shot. Um, yeah, yeah they, there apparently now is a way. Uh, to sue gun manufacturers in California if that does happen. We'll take your thoughts on that coming up for you this morning, too. Right now, final check on what's going on with sports uh, with Rick Worthen. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in for lunch today. Nothing better than a fat sandwich. Fat and delicious. And every one of their sandwiches, remember, can be turned into a wrap or a salad. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli today. Good morning. We're still looking at what's going on in the college football world right now because... To say the college football landscape is uncertain is, you know, not really putting it in the right terms. It's crazy right now. It's absolute chaos in college football. USC and UCLA shocked the nation last week when they announced that they would be leaving the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten. Okay, what happens with the Pac-12 now? And is the Big Ten still looking to bring in more schools? Well, both are, you know, very possible right now. So the Pac-12 has said that they are going to look around the landscape of college football and see if there are other programs that are deserved of being allowed to come into the Pac-12. Now what everybody around here is wondering, well, if the Pac-12 is looking, could Boise State be one of those schools to jump into the mix? Well, maybe is all I can say about that. Um, we would really like to see Boise State get that opportunity. In terms of joining a Group of Five program, Boise State's problem always is going to be the media market, 101 nationally, whereas Los Angeles is number two. New York, of course, is still number one. Uh, Boise does have some things going in its favor, though. Of course, the blue turf, 
the program is nationally recognized, and all those things are good, but is it enough? Don't know. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Speaking of uh, Land Ocean, as you just heard in that uh, commercial right there, don't forget Land Ocean in Meridian, uh, the place to be this Friday afternoon beginning at 3. Nate Shellman will be there partying with you. It is the hometown happy hour brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. And uh, we've never been to uh, the Land Ocean restaurant before. Cold drinks, great food. I have heard uh, great things about this place. And now is your chance to get a chance to try it out with Nate Shellman, hometown happy hour coming up this that, Friday. Um, that commercial that I wrote for it was very persuasive. <laughs> Makes you want to go, doesn't it? It certainly does. And it's close to your house, too. You can almost walk there. I'm very suggestible. Almost. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open this morning. Um, asking you the question, uh, as a parent, are you okay uh, with what Twin Falls is going to be trying to do in their school district, hiring armed guards to try and protect against school shootings? Uh, Jay in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk, News Talk KBY. Hello, Jay. Are you there? You talking to me? I'm talking to you. Hi. Are you talking? Are you, are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. If your name is Jay. Okay, my name's not Jay. My name's not Jay. It's Steven. Oh. So we got that correct. All right, Steven. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Well, not even a question. I'm 70 years old, and I'd be willing to pay taxes to hire armed guards to take care and guard our public schools. Not even a question. So you'd be willing to pay more in taxes to be able to do it? If, if that's what it took, absolutely. Our children need to be kept safe no matter what, and armed guards might be the answer. If, huh. it, if it came down to only two possibilities, armed guards or school shootings, I'll go with armed guards. Yeah. Okay, thank you. you thank you, Steve. Appreciate the day. call. Uh, Steve listening on 670 AM. Uh, Matt writes in, um, kboi.mike at kboi.com. I am totally against the armed guards in schools. Our kids have to go to school like miniature prisons, but yet when they're out in the public, they're amongst the tens of millions of illegals that they won't stop from coming across the border. Many criminals who have no idea who they are or how many there are are coming across. If you're worried about safety of human beings in this country, why don't you start where it matters, get rid of antisocial media, and these shootings will stop. I'm not sure if you get rid of social media, if shootings are... I thought he said anti-social media. If you get rid of anti-social media, I don't know how even know how you would do that. I don't either. Are you going to make it a law that you can't... Yeah, I, I'm, I, I have no idea on, on, on what you mean by that. Uh, it's. I think it's part of the philosophy that uh, the less we know, uh, the fewer problems we will actually have. 208-336-3700. You okay with uh, school guards being allowed to carry... Hiring school guards. Um, that's a proposal. Twin Falls City Council. We'll take more of your phone calls and emails coming up after the top of the hour. A little more to talk about guns. Um, also, New York City concealed carry handgun applicants will uh, apparently now have to hand over social media accounts to be screened for character and conduct. Whew. Wow. <laughs> we'll talk about that, too, uh, coming up.
KBOI News Time, 756. KBOI Online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. In the wake of several horrific mass shootings, namely the one in Uvalde, Texas, schools around the country are prioritizing security and safety inside their buildings. Well, tonight, the Twin Falls School District met to discuss that and talk about how they can expand armed security to protect students within the halls of their schools. Tristan Lewis joins us now with more details on these new ideas and how this might look once it gets implemented. How many school resource officers does the district have right now? Yeah, so Brian and Morgan, uh, Twin Falls has six SROs at their middle and high schools through the Twin Falls Police Department. They also cover elementary schools, but aren't primarily assigned to them. With this new proposal, they'll provide SROs and armed security at every single school. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264. Taking your phone calls and emails this morning. Are you okay with this? As a parent, if you have uh, kids in school, uh, do you want to see armed security guards uh, in your school protecting your children? Or uh, is this problematic for you? Just looking for your opinion, you can go ahead and share also by emailing Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com, or sending us an instant message on our fan page on Facebook. Text messages also same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Diana in Boise, thank you for uh, being patient. Uh, you're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning. What do you think? Armed guards in schools. First of all, do you have kids in school right now? I do not. Are you okay with armed guards? No. And I'll tell you why. It's not so much that I'm opposed to somebody being there that is armed. But I worked in a company here in Boise for several years, and we had armed guards because we were working with a lot of money. It was in the evenings. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is that typically you're going to go through a company that that contracts this out. So they're going to be trying to find people that have the training and the knowledge to be able to do that. Well, my experience was that we had more fear of the armed guards than we did of any of our customers. Really? They Honestly, they were kind of scary. They were not what I, I never felt safe with them. I never, ever felt like if somebody came in with a gun that they would even be able to manage it. Why is, they, why is that? I'm just, I'm just curious. Because when they're at a place where nothing happens, for hours after hours after hours, what happens is they become very complacent. Okay. It's, it's just natural that they're going to become complacent. So they'd be ill-prepared if someone were to come in with a gun. They'd, they'd get them every time. And not only that, but when you're looking for somebody like that, right now with our unemployment rate so low, try to think about who you're going to get hired. They're not going to pay good enough money for you to get really good guards. And completely opposite that, look at Uvalde. They had an armed guard there. Not only did they have an armed guard, they had all kinds of policemen there. I don't know how many. None of them did anything. So what is one armed guard going to do? All right. Thank you, Diana. Appreciate your thoughts. You bet. Have a good Kenny Meridian. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Good. Well... I am so on board with the armed guards there at the school, um, you know, to protect our children. And, and, and they, I don't think they'll ever get complacent because that's what they're supposed to do is protect our children. So I'm on board with it. Um, 
Now, comment what that other guy said about the social media is our TVs, our social media is all for the Democrats and nothing for the conservative. You hear nothing positive on the conservative side. It's always uh, the Democrats uh, spreading the lies. So we don't get both sides of the story. So that's what I have to say about that. All right. Thank you for the call. You're welcome, buddy. Bye. Matt Middleton. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, uh, to answer the Diane the Sheep uh, with the security going on, I think it's a fantastic idea. And not only that, I also, uh, the, the great part about that is the police could have the control of making sure that these people qualify every year. My good friend in Caldwell, he has to qualify with his AR-15 just to carry it around in his police vehicle every year. So I'm pretty sure they're going to have to go through qualifications every year to make sure that they can handle a weapon and training in situations like that. Also, uh, it would be a great way to teach kids about firearm safety. When you have a gentleman there that can sit there and show them what's dangerous about the weapon and teach them to say, okay, this is what you need to do if you ever find a weapon or explain to a kid that the weapon is not a scary thing. And this way, it'll take that fear, that narrative that uh, has been been peddling around for the past 10 years or so for uh, family members to feel at ease. And guess what? Kids will... Think twice about deciding, hey, I think I need to bring a knife to school. Maybe I should bring my handgun to school. Maybe I should do this at school or, you know, fights. Everything like that would go down tremendously. All right. Thank you for the call, Matt. Appreciate it. Instant uh, message from John. He says, I went to South Junior High and Bora in the 70s and 80s. At that time, there were resource officers on campus, and yes, they had sidearms, so I'm not sure what the big deal is. Well, the uh, big deal is, I guess, you know, should all schools be required to hire armed guards to be there? I think they should uh, definitely be allowed to hire them if they want them. But there might be some schools who just flat out do not want Mm them. I mean, it would be interesting to see, like... um, you know, a test state like Idaho, who doesn't have a lot of school districts compared to a lot of other, you know, states mm-hmm. because of the population size. And you have a state here who is definitely, you know, in favor of the Second Amendment to be a test state. And I, I know it's hard to be a test state because, what, we've had one school shooting in ever. That's the one that happened, what was it, in uh, the east, southeastern Idaho uh, a yes, little over a have, year ago. We we have not had a, uh, a plethora of them. No. But, you know, see how it works. Spend two, three years. Take it under, under consideration. And maybe Twin Falls being the first that is trying to get armed guards in their school, in their school district, maybe they'll be the first. Maybe you'll see more yeah. in the state. Um, just curious uh, what you think. Is it a good idea or not? Corey writes in, schools are currently targeting, uh, targeted along with many gun-free zones because the evil killers know no one will be there shooting back at them in some cases. For instance, Uvalde, Texas, it took 73 minutes. Armed guards secure one entry door, volunteer armed staff, and teachers would be a good start to protecting children at the school. Tom writes in, I agree that the police sniper in uh, Uvalde should have shot, but I understand his mindset with what has been happening to police officers with uh, defund the police and officers sued 
and sent to jail after taking action. Life and families ruined. Yeah, and I did think that when I saw it. It's like, okay, that guy had the, the gunman in his sights and didn't take the shot. And I'm wondering, you know, because we haven't heard from him, in the back of his mind is like, man, I don't want to, I want to make sure I have permission because if I shoot and I'm wrong and I kill somebody, I'm, you know, because of everything well, that's, that's been see, happening that's in the backlash of school, you know, police shooting people. That's why somebody needed to take charge of the whole thing, mm-hmm. be the one person who was calling the shots at, at uh, the Uvalde school. And apparently no one had done that. So th- this guy, I mean, if he had said, okay, here's the guy we're looking for. Obviously, he's the only one on the playground uh, carrying a rifle. Uh, shoot on sight because he's been killing yeah. people. Take him out. But he didn't get a response from any supervisor. And we don't know if it's because the supervisor didn't hear him request, you know, his request to shoot him or whether or not that supervisor yeah. just didn't answer. All we know for sure is he didn't shoot him. Right. And we know for sure that this could have been put down. They had three different opportunities. The first opportunity was before the shooter even entered the school, which would have saved 21 lives if he had been put down at that point. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll continue to take your phone calls and emails this morning, uh, weigh in. There's no right or wrong answer. We're just curious uh, here in the state of Idaho, you know, with Twin Falls and their proposal to have armed security guards in their school district. Would you like to see this in your school district? Or is this something that you think is a bad thing? There's no wrong answer here. We're just looking for your opinion. Go ahead and weigh in. We'll get to more of those calls still on the way for you. Uh, A couple of different states also adding new gun laws. Um, Don't know if it's their constitutional on their their face. Doesn't sound like they're constitutional. California uh, has a new law that will begin, I believe, in 2023 um, that allows for Californians to sue the gun industry after gun violence and then new york this is this is one's really just i don't understand how they're going to do this um they have a new law that's going to take effect uh coming up here in september that if you're going to carry a concealed handgun uh you will have to hand over all your social media accounts to be screened for character and conduct so it's come to that (laughs) exactly here you have to give them all your social media accounts for the past three years, even if you don't have a social media account any longer, but you had one two and a half years ago, you have to turn that over. It feels like when there's a constitutional right, it means uh, you get to have this right, even if you're not a perfect individual. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You need those phone numbers because coming up here next, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Got uh, Blaze Pizza, $50 gift certificate for you to win right after traffic and weather. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. In the wake of multiple mass shootings, including one at an elementary school that killed 19 students and two teachers, schools around the country are prioritizing security and safety in buildings, including Twin Falls School District. Currently, Twin Falls Elementary Schools share school resource officers with high schools and middle schools and elementary schools get visits upon administration request. KTVB.com reports the Twin Falls School District administration proposed to their school board to use a private security company that would bring armed security guards to each of nine elementary schools in the district. Twin Falls School District Director of Operations Ryan Bowman said the district will use an influx of federal money to pay for the private security company. The school board will review and discuss the proposal again at the next meeting on July 20th. If accepted, the positions would go into effect for the upcoming 2023-2024 
2022-23 school year. So this is something that could be happening beginning this fall in Twin Falls if it is approved. Our question for you this morning, are you good with this or is this something that you think is bad? There's no right or wrong answer here. Just curious as a parent, do you want to have this happen in your school? I know Twin Falls is a couple of hours away, but we do get people who listen in the Twin Falls area, so you're free to call in. If you'd like it, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Also, toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. If this happens in Twin Falls, will this uh, be something that we see here in the Treasure Valley, in school districts uh, located here? Now, you raised a a large group of children. (laughs) Um, Only seven. Don't make it sound worse than it is. Okay. You you raised several children. How would you feel about it? Let's say that they were still little kids you know just starting school how, how would you feel about the armed guard i don't have a problem with it at all as a matter of fact i as a parent if i still had kids in school i kind of like the idea you know and, and i agree with that because so let's see where do we have armed guards right now malls well government buildings wait wait not not necessarily because it, it depends on if it's a gun-free zone like the boise town square mall mm. where we just had a shooting because it's a gun-free zone, and the only um, person in the in the uh, gun-free zone with a gun was the bad person. The security guard they, wasn't allowed to carry a gun. They haven't changed that yet. I don't. I haven't heard if they have. Okay. I think I probably would have. I one hundred percent agree with you. But you're you're right. I see the point you were trying to rate, make. Yeah. But any rate, like shopping centers generally have armed guards. Uh, government buildings have armed guards. Uh, hospitals have armed guards. There, there are a lot of places you go that have armed guards, and you don't think about it. Banks, you know, because they just do. They've always been there. And with a school, if they'd always had armed guards, it would have been, yeah, okay, fine. You know, that's just to make sure nobody comes in and shoots up the place. Yeah. Uh, Jan in Boise writes in, Mike, at KBY.com. I hear the uh, voices, and they say it's, let's arm teachers and hire armed security guards. Isn't that just a Band-Aid? Isn't it saying that school shootings are now normal? Maybe fixing the causes might be a better road. Yes, I understand that it's not just one cause. I, you know, you ask a question, isn't it saying that school shootings are now normal? Aren't they? We, we seem to have a school shooting every couple of months or, they, or, or less. They are frequent. I still hesitate to call it normal. I hope they never become normal. And maybe maybe better term is, you know, uh, I think maybe we, are, are we just accepting the fact that it's going to happen? The, the two things people always concentrate on when, when, when a school shooting or, or any mass shooting happens are the uh, guns that were involved and mental health. Now, um, if we've proved anything over the last couple hundred years, it's that we don't want to get rid of guns and we don't have a clue what to do about mental health. So maybe this is just what we get. Mike writes in, uh, I agree with Diana. If 30 armed police in full tactical gear with ballistic shields were unable to confront one gunman with AR-15, maybe they shouldn't be putting AR-15s or any weapon in the hands of one poorly paid armed guard in a school. He or she can only be in one place at a time. Making locked weapons available to train teachers in all classrooms makes more sense to me. See, I'm not going to give the guard an AR-15. I'm going to give him a 38. The potential move by Twin Falls School is more for the benefit of the school district and parents to make them feel at least that they have done something. Uh, Paula says, guys, of course, if the sniper at the school in Texas would be in trouble if he had made a mistake and killed an innocent person, he just wanted his butt covered if he made a mistake. 
do you think police should be able to kill innocent people without question? Uh, let me answer that. No. Uh, on the other hand, uh, when you see a guy on the playground with a rifle and he is using it, uh, generally, I, I would say, don't ask for permission. Just no. you, you go with your instincts yeah. on that one. The fact that you're shooting up uh, school ground already um, should be the cue that you can take this person out. Now, if he is surrounded by other children, no, don't fire yeah. into a group. But then again, if you own a gun, you probably know not to do that anyway. I wonder just how that police officer, his name has been not been released, to ask for permission to put the shooter down before he even entered the school. This was within the first two minutes. All right. Timeline was released with uh, a partial video that was uh, put out by the newspaper uh, in Austin, Texas yesterday that showed uh, the gunman within three minutes. Police were already there on, on the grounds, and before he entered the unlocked door, one of the policemen had him in his sights and asked for permission to fire and never got permission and didn't fire. Could have stopped yeah. 21 people from being killed. I wonder what that policeman well, see, they is, weren't, is thinking the, now. The ones that were there, the ones that were the first responders, they weren't organized like a SWAT team. That, you no, know, no. That they didn't have their absolute orders, okay, go in here and we have to take out these people. Yeah, I mean, this is the first few minutes that this happened. Nobody knew exactly what was going on. But I wonder if that police officer feels some guilt now. And I'm not saying he should or shouldn't. Um, I just try to put myself in, you know, situations like this where to try to get a feeling. It's like, what would what would I feel I'll, if I had a chance? I'm a trained police officer. I had a chance to put that person down. Twenty one people, lost, nineteen children, and two well, teachers lost their lives, and I again, I wasn't able to stop it. Again, his justification there is asking for permission seemed like a good idea at the time. Maybe it wasn't, but at the time, it seemed like I should. Tony and Eagle listening on 670 KBOI AM. Um, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, I'm listening to a lot of the uh, yes and no's on an armed guard at school and everything. I think that a, an armed security person at a school is a good idea. But first of all, yeah, I think it'd be a good idea to make sure that the school is secure, being that um, don't leave any. Uh, doors unlocked where anybody can just walk in where the security guard doesn't know that all of a sudden there's somebody coming up behind them maybe an armed person or someone, an uh, armed person got into school uh, then you only got an armed guard one guy contending with maybe a person with a long rifle or an AR-15 so um, I, don't you think it's a good idea to secure the school first and make sure that uh, an armed guard would be able to be more efficient. I agree with you. None of these things we've been proposing by themselves are going to solve the problem. But, you know, if we uh, make an effort to uh, do exactly what you said, lock down the school, uh, be aware of what's going on, those things will help. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you know, it. Oh, go ahead. Well, one other thing. Most most schools and everything have a fire alarm system on them, right? Uh, when the, and they have periodic drills, fire alarm, fire alarm drills, you know, on what people their kids are supposed to do and everything. Why can't they have those doors, once they're secured, set up where if one of them is open, uh, an alarm goes off and everybody knows that the classrooms are going to get locked down and everything and there's somebody that entered the school without permission 
uh, a situation like that. Um, isn't that possible? Yeah, I, I would think it would be. I mean, you know, the, we've, we've been places where there are doors that have a sign on them that say, if you open this door, an alarm will sound, and it does. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious, as you a parent, do you want to see an armed guard in your specific school helping to stop school shootings? We'll take more of your phone calls and emails coming up. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Breaking tonight, a new report examining the shooting at Rob Elementary School in Uvalde on May 24th. And the law enforcement response to that indicates officers missed multiple chances to slow the gunman and possibly save lives, more than we thought before. Senior correspondent Casey Stiegel has new details tonight from Dallas. Good evening, Casey. Right, good evening. This new report was released by ALERT, or the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training at Texas State University. The 26-page document says that cops missed three chances to slow the shooter. Number one, an officer with a rifle had a clear shot of the suspect before he even went inside the school, but asked for permission to shoot and waited. Number two involved a cop driving through the school parking lot at a high rate of speed, which apparently diverted a different officer's attention away from the suspect as he slipped inside Rob Elementary School. That number three, an exterior door was unlocked, which gave the shooter instant access to the building. The report also questions why officers did not breach classrooms, windows, or walls instead of the door, which they said was locked. Today's findings come as the U.S. Department of Justice investigation and Texas Rangers inquiry are both still underway, all while the frustrations have been mounting in that community. Uvalde's Mayor Don McLaughlin this week suggesting there could be a cover-up underway at the state level. McLaughlin claims that he has not been briefed by Texas DPS since the shooting and believes he has been left out of the loop intentionally. He also alleges there's more to the story, which has yet to be released, telling angry constituents at last week's city council meeting that state law uh, enforcement officials are simply not being transparent. We're not trying to hide anything from you. We're not trying to do anything. We don't have anything. DPS has tied our hands. The mayor has been joined by Texas State Senator Roland Gutierrez and sent a letter to Governor Greg Abbott calling for the local district attorney to be removed as the head of victim services and replaced with the State Department of Emergency Management, saying that families are not receiving the financial help they apparently need. Today, Texas DPS told us this is very much an active investigation, but fell short of responding to the mayor's allegations of a cover-up. In case you missed that a little bit earlier this morning, the uh, video released yesterday, portions of the video, the full video will be released coming up this Sunday, but uh, some of the video released by a couple of the news outlets in uh, Texas yesterday, um, American Austin American Statesman and uh, KVUE yesterday uh, released portions of that video, and you're hearing the report there. Um, three minutes, 11.33 a.m., the uh, young man. 18-year-olds firing multiple shots outside the school, then entering the building. That was at 11.33 a.m. Over the next couple of minutes, 100 bullets were fired inside those two classrooms. Seven officers ran into the school at 11.36. Three minutes later, 
two of them armed with rifles, four others armed with handguns. Took 73 minutes to stop the shooting. And once again, as heard in that report, before the gunman even entered the school, a uh, policeman had him in his sights and asked for permission to fire and did not get a response back. So he did not fire. James has uh, written in and says, when you see the uh, Uvalde video released yesterday, you will see cowardly, ill-led police in action. One took the time to squirt his hand with disinfectant. Terrible, worse than terrible. And we're, I mean, this kind of ties in what we're talking about. Would a armed security guard or armed, multiple armed security guards in this instance, had they been at the school, would they have been able to stop this? Or would that been of enough right there to cause the shooter not even to go to that school because he knew he would have ran into armed security guards? And we're bringing this up because Twin Falls uh, School District is uh, looking into a proposal that would begin later this year in the fall semester of having armed security guards in the Twin Falls School District. We're asking if it's a good idea or not. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Rich in Boise, good idea or not for armed security guards? Uh, well, I, I'm not against armed security guards. I just think it's a silly notion. Uh, and Twin Falls are talking about private security, uh, which, you know, somebody could go in there at 25 and spend 50 years and not and not be needed for a guard. And I think the woman's right. They'd become complacent. Uh, now, if they had if they had police that did a rotation to where maybe they'd spend one week there and then they'd go back to their regular duty, they wouldn't just, I mean, but, you know, guarding something that nothing happens is is pretty easy to become complacent. You know, people seem to the way people call in and talk, they seem to think if you if you if you're a good marksman, you're trained to be a guard, and that that isn't true. But I I just don't think you know. I think it's just like there there was a bank downtown. I don't know if it still has an armed guard or not. Uh, but I mean, if someone was going to go in the bank, the first thing they would do is disarm or shoot the guard. You know, I just. I just think it's just kind of a, I don't, I think it's just a silly notion that won't work because there are so many thousands of schools. You're just going to have people sitting around not doing anything. And I don't, you know, I don't know how long they'd be trained or how, you know, until they got complacent. I just don't think it would work. All right. Thanks for the call. You know, you know, I will say uh, one thing he brought up, you know, armed security guards and banks. Uh, how often do you see, you know, mass shootings going on in banks? Uh, I don't recall any off the top of my head. I'm sure there have been banks where they went in and shot some people, uh, including... But they, but they including were probably the, trying to rob the place, including right? Including the armed guard. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, it, yeah, they yeah, weren't not, just going in there for a, yeah. a, a joyride or a, yeah. joy, a joy, a spree, a spree. I, I, that, that, once again, where you go to thinking... You know, if somebody's going to go shoot up a place, they want to go where there's going to be the least amount of resistance. Resistance. So, you know, they're not going to pick a bank, I don't believe. Uh, Matt, good morning. You're listening on uh, 93.1 FM. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, Yeah, I mean, with what you're talking about with, um, I mean, the one thing I think people are going to get stuck on is the guard who, or the officer who had the uh, the shot and asked permission. I mean, the hard thing is if he would have, the way that the world is now and the media portrays things, if he would have had the shot and taken it, 
and maybe it was his own decision, he's going to get, you know, he's going to lose his job, his career. They're going to bury him and his family. I mean, because he shot a kid, yeah. you know, like in that situation, he's not going to get praised for it. And so I just feel like the police officers are under so much scrutiny and stuff. And you could say, well, they got to fall back on their training. Well, <laughs> I mean, their training, I can't think prepares them for, for what they're going to have to deal with with the media and things like that. I mean, even if they do the right thing, it's still going to be taken as wrong. Yeah. You're, you're, I don't think you're necessarily wrong there in that particular situation. And, I mean, it's easy to look for us now at 2020 hindsight and look back, hey, he could have saved the lives of 21 people. But at that point, when he had the shot, nobody had been, nobody had been shot and killed. And, and I think you're right. With the way that people are treated and vilified now with a police officer, would there have been people going, he didn't have to shoot this guy. He could have shot him in the leg or he could have taken him down with a, with a taser instead of using lethal force. There was no reason to use lethal force because, you have, I mean, right now we have the ability to look at this through 2020 hindsight glasses, which at that time... You know, you you may be exactly right. I don't I don't know. He he may have been in a no win situation. It well, could yeah. have been why he asked for permission. And and it's like I said before. It sounded facetious, but when they say it seemed like a good idea at the time, that's when their training does kick in. And you know, even if they weren't supposed to do something, that's how their instincts told them to handle the situation. And I think the issue is if he if he were to engage and say kill the kid, then back in the day, you know, maybe, okay, he maybe lost his job if he did the wrong thing and all got swept under the rug, and then, you know, he could never work in law enforcement again. Okay, he goes and does something else. Well, now it's like they bury him, they bury his family, they bury his grandkids, you know, yeah. they can't even show their face in public, and, and that's kind of sad. In yeah. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Paul, listening on 670 uh, AM uh, in uh, Twin Falls. Or Napa, sorry, uh, talking about the Twin Falls Guard. What, would you like to see uh, armed guards? Well, first of all, yeah, if I did have children and I lived in Twin Falls, I would vote twice for that. Not, not sure you can if do that. Would that would be illegal. Well, I'm just saying that's how I would feel about right. it. And, and I would make sure that this person that gets hired would be vetted. And you wouldn't need three or four of them. You'd need maybe one person and the rest of the outside doors locked that can't be penetrated without an alarm like you talked about or the key only so once you get all the perimeter taken care of then they can only get in on one one way and if you do that and you have that one individual there responsible for that and they're not afraid to pull the trigger underline that they're not afraid to pull the trigger to stop somebody that's obviously looking menacing and could be carrying a gun I would definitely confront that individual right then and there, face to face. And until they do that, you know, I, I would not want to have my kid in a public school. I can tell you that from my own personal experience. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, you Paul. Appreciate the call. Uh, Dennis uh, writes in, Mike at KBY.com. Hey, Mike, if you notice, Israel doesn't have any mass shootings, yet they have full access to guns for their citizens. It is probably because they have secure schools and armed guards at the schools. It seems that all we have to do is follow their model, their procedures, and we would shut a lot of the school shootings down. Your thoughts? I, I'm not familiar with uh, Israel, you know, and, and their gun laws and also, you know, their school and what they do. But, I mean, heck if it works, I'm all for trying it. John writes in and says, playing devil's advocate. So the police officer hesitated to take out the shooter 
in a school armed with a weapon and opted to ask for permission. So we know the result of this approval process. If he did take out this shooter at first opportunity, would he now be a hero or would he be demonized by the media and politicians who are opportunistic to push their loony agenda? Uh, I think if he takes out a child murderer, I think he's fine. But and then, and that's a point we made at you know at that point. Do you know he was going to you know kill anybody? Yeah. Um, now, granted, yes, he had a gun. <laughs> he was trying to enter the school grounds. See, if you're if you're arresting somebody for a misdemeanor or you're you know pulling them over to give them a ticket and they end up dead, people have a problem with yeah. that. I think if you're shooting an active, if if you take out an active shooter who's killing kids, I don't think anybody's going to give you a hard time about that, or they certainly shouldn't. Your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to more of your emails and phone calls. Uh, I do have a couple lines open if you want to get through. If you are on the phone right now, stay right where you're at. I'll promise uh, that we're going to get to you. Still have to get to, not only did Governor Newsom sign uh, what I uh, consider to be kind of a crazy bill yesterday that's going to see, um, you know, court challenges, uh, New York also signed a law this week that I don't even know how they're going to be able to put it into effect and enforce it. We'll talk about that when we come back. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Dan, uh, listening in this morning now, are, are you from Twin Falls or are you just on the road from Twin Falls and live here in Boise. Hello? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Do you li- do you live oh, in okay. do you live in Twin Falls? No, I don't live in Twin Falls. I live in Pocatello, but I was born and raised in Boise. Okay, got it. All right. So, uh, <laughs> arm arm guards. Uh, are you in favor, or do you think this is a bad idea? Uh, I the guards on the schools. Yeah, I'm in favor of it. I think they ought to have it. It's called a deterrent. I am ex-submarine sailor in nuclear Navy, and uh, when we had guards on the ship, uh, topside watch kept people from coming on board the ship. That was called a deterrent. And that's one of the steps in escalation of deadly force. The first fan is to have presence. The gentleman that called and said he didn't think it would work, I'm sorry, he is, but... if you've got an armed guard and one entrance, you've got control, unlike what they had at that school. They had a they had a breach in security, and that was that back door. Um, so if you have a presence, as far as a bank, the only reason you don't see bank robberies anymore is because they can do it on a computer. They don't have to do it personally. <laughs> and even if they did, they probably have an, an ununiformed person sitting, acting like a bank teller, like you have an air marshal, so possibly, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's all for. It's called the deterrent. That's what they need for a lot of people that are talking. They, I personally haven't taken a um, concealed weapons, but I was trained in the military, both as a security guard for base and, and ship. And uh, they need to take a concealed weapons course, even if they never fire a weapon or own a weapon in their life. Give them an education on what what these people face all right. the time thank you dan appreciate so, the thoughts you know, not, not a bad idea um new york 
state rolling out a novel strategy to screen applicants for gun permits. People seeking to carry concealed handguns will be required to hand over lists of their social media accounts for a review of their character and conduct, unquote. Suppose you don't participate in social media. Do you simply tell them, I have nothing to hand over, and they accept that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's my answer. It's an approach applauded by many Democrats and national gun control advocacy groups, but experts have once again raised questions how the hell the law would be in force and still address free speech concerns. Some of the local officials who have been tasked with reviewing the social media content also are asking whether they'll have the resources and, in some cases, whether the law is even constitutional. But That, that, that fir- should be the first question. Yeah, well, actually, that first part that uh, you mentioned seems like a, a, a fairly important question. Do you only get your permit if you agree or if, if your opinions that are, are uh, given and, and whatnot agree with the people who are granting the permits? Exactly. Or... If if you haven't threatened anybody with death, do you just get one, you know, because of that? This hasn't been laid out very clearly as of yet. Sheriffs haven't received additional money or staffing yeah. to handle a new application process. Peter Kehoe, the executive director of the New York Sheriff's Association, says that the law uh, infringes on Second Amendment rights, and while the applicants must list their social media accounts, he doesn't think local officials will even look at them. The new requirement, which takes effect this September, was included in a law passed last week that sought to preserve limits on firearms after the Supreme Court ruled that most people have the right to carry a handgun for personal protection. Under the law, applicants will have to provide local officials with a list of all current and former former social media accounts up to and including the previous three years. So even if you had a social media account and say you closed it two years ago, or you can do like I do and open them on everything that's you know like Insta, Insta, what is it, Instagram, and TikTok and all that. But but you know never do anything after opening them. Mm-hmm. You would still have to turn those over. It'll be up to local sheriff staff, judges, or county clerks to scroll through all of those profiles as they check whether applicants have made statements suggesting dangerous behavior. James Densley, co-founder of research initiative The Violence Project, said, I think that we may uh, have done as a state here in New York and confirmed the worst fears of people who are trying to protect the Second Amendment, that a slippery slope will be created that will slowly reduce the rights to carry guns and allow a bureaucracy to decide based on unclear criteria who can and can't have a gun, which is exactly what the Supreme Court was trying to avoid, where this gets tricky is to what extent this is expression and to what extent is it actual evidence of possible future wrongdoing oh my gosh we we've we've gone into pre-crime precognitive crime here haven't we it's like oh based on what you said in your social media posts we think in the future sometime you're going to shoot someone Mm -hmm. we're not going to allow you to have a gun george carlin used to say if we're going to put people into uh, prison just because we think they're going to commit a crime, then we should, you know, get rid of most of Congress and a lot of Wall Street and <laughs> just, just go raid them. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break for news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, phone lines are open. Uh, we'll get to those and some more emails on the way with your thoughts. Once again, you can email Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are... 
News Talk, KDOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wallace. If you want to get through final two segments of the show, um, just trying to get your opinion with the uh, Twin Falls School District looking at possibly beginning this fall with this upcoming school year beginning um, in the next few weeks. They're going to decide whether or not they're going to have armed guards at the uh, Twin Falls School District. That's the proposal. And just curious, would you like to see this uh, here in the Treasure Valley? If you're a parent, is this a good idea or is it a bad idea? Uh, Mike in Boise, thanks for uh, being patient with us, waiting through the news there. Um, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. You know, it's the world we live in, unfortunately. Uh, who would have thought uh, 50 years ago we'd be talking about something like this? But uh, it's just not that simple that you hire somebody and put them through a, a two-day course and give them a gun and say, now you're going to protect the school. So if they do that, the training and psychological and all that needs to be very extensive. Um, you know, that's why they don't hire police officers to be at every school, because the cost factor. And uh, it, as you know, I've said time and time again, when I went to high school, we all had guns in our cars in September because we all went pheasant hunting after school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I mean, the world has changed, and uh, not to the uh, the good part. Uh, so, you know, is it a good idea? There's a lot of pluses. There's some minuses, but the training is the major factor of that. And because remember growing up, you'd see the security guard at the, at the bank sitting in a chair half asleep. And, uh, so you don't want that, but, uh, you know, you need to look at all the facts and put it together, you know, reference the New York thing with their laws and all that, you know, gun laws are for the honest people. Because I'm sure the MS-7 and the, uh, what is it, 13 gang, uh, I don't think they're going to do any of that. Oh, um, I'm sure, so I'm, sure think, they, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they're, do, they'll I, turn over their social media accounts to authorities so that they can find out whether they can legally buy uh, guns for their, you know, their gang violence. I'm sure they will. Yeah, because, you know, they, they're in the drug business and, oh, wait a minute, that's illegal, isn't it, too? I, for, I forgot. Anyway, hey, have a good morning. Thank you. What I'm wondering is yeah. if you turn over your accounts, will they accept the ones that have your real name uh, only, or will they force you, for instance, let's say that you have six Twitter accounts under five you know, different names, will they make you give up all of them? Think about, especially if you haven't told them about those other accounts. Think about, I, I, I think what would happen is, you know, if this is indeed deemed to be constitutional, you know, say you you didn't turn over a few of your accounts, and you know they were later You'd never get investigated. Yeah, yeah um, you may go to jail, possibly. The thing that I, I don't think that people understand, even the you know, even the Democrats that are all behind this and saying this is a good idea. With the bureaucracy involved, how do you even do this? I mean, think of how many people live in New York City. Now, granted, not all of them are going to want to have concealed carry permits, but think of think of the thousands of people in New York who are going to want to have concealed carry permits. That means you have to have a bureaucracy set up where there are going to be able to have enough people to pull over the hours and hours it's going to take to yeah. go through I mean, if you went through my face, just my just my Facebook page alone, I've been on Facebook for I don't know ten ten years. Eight. Mm-hmm. 
who is going to have the time to go over every single thing you have ever post? One, and that's just one social media account. You go to my Twitter account, Instagram account. Um, if you're on True Social, you're, you're going to be at YouTube. You're going to be going through every single account. How are you going to have the time and the money to hire somebody to do that? Or maybe that is the thing that they want. It's like we can't can't give you a gun. It's going to take us probably three years to investigate why all your I, social media accounts before we can approve you. Why do I feel like if you've been on the internet for any amount of time, uh, if they wanted to, they could actually do a background check on you in just a few minutes? You know, because there are companies that already have yeah. every move you've ever made, right? But your social media going through that. That I don't, unless you pick out keywords, you know, and just put in a, I'm sure there's... Well, they're, they're doing something because I, I certainly get targeted advertising. Yeah. And I, I was just going to say the technology is there and say, say maybe that's how they're going to check. They're going to say, all right, anybody who mentions guns in their social media, yeah. killing um, Debbie terrorists, and I, Debbie and I used to bring say that all, up. We used to say all the time to each other, hey, you know, I just got an ad for blah, blah. What a coincidence. I was just talking about that yesterday. <laughs> That happens more and often then suddenly than not, isn't it? We realized maybe it's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah and Boise, thanks for being patient. Uh, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hi. Um, I agree with uh, Twin Falls doing the armed security guards in their school because at least they're doing something. Maybe they know that they don't have the funding or the time to go into the schools and put the proper security in place regarding locks or alarms or you know door stuff so i think by putting a security guard in there it's being proactive so you'd be in favor of it uh if um boise school district absolutely. or west ada school district did that here in the treasure valley absolutely i called in i don't know it was maybe two weeks ago or something and said that um that i would think that why don't we have the national guard or other um you know people um, other security things in our schools currently because i think it is a national like threat like you know they pulled the national guard to help with covid why are they not pulling the national guard to help with um crisis and security in schools so i would have no problem at all having security and armed security in uh, my kids school or around their property all right thank you for the call sarah appreciate it uh-huh let's see uh, marcia says many people have several too many identities on the web with oh-so-clever nicknames. I think that should be outlawed. All this anonymity breeds crassness and probably encourages the cowards. I try never to debate things online with anybody who does not show his or her name. If everybody knew their names, I think a lot of civility would be restored. And you're absolutely 100% correct about that. Uh, that's where trolls come from. Trolls are able to be trolls because you don't know who they are. Exactly. You know, and the other thing with social media, even even when you know the name of the person and it's not, you know, necessarily a bot or a troll that is mm-hmm. making the comment, you know, if you make some of the comments that you see in some instances to somebody's face, you'd get punched right in the face. If you and I get complaints about, you know, like topics we're talking about or something we said on the radio or anything, in involving the radio station or the, this program, how often are they actually signed by a person with their with their real name? Almost never. Yeah, almost never. And there's they're almost, a reason. They're, yeah. almost, they're almost always anonymous. Yeah, because they don't want to be called out. 
Uh, Robin writes in, hi, Mike and Chris. I think Rich was wrong. I believe that there are most likely many teachers who would agree to train and continue to train. I would hope it would be voluntary and not mandatory. I would feel very comforted knowing that my grandchildren's teacher would be able to protect them in the classroom. I do like his idea for rotating police officers on site. The officer along with the armed teacher would be great protection and maybe even be uh, deterrent. Tom in Nampa wants to know how many armed guards for Nampa High. It has at least seven different buildings, as it was designed more like a uh, college campus. Yeah, that, that would be a good question. And I, don't, I imagine college campuses would, would have them, too. Yeah. So you'd probably have to have uh, one per, I'd say, busy building anyway. CJ writes in, uh, we have armed security for our money. Our politicians, some corporations have armed security. Seems to work out well for them. Oddly enough, only when it comes to protecting schools, we talk about Barney Fife being that guard. I wonder how much Kool-Aid they, they've drunk. Um, you know, I, and we've had some of those phone calls and people say, you know, that we're against putting security guards in this morning saying, you know, oh, they're going to be coming they're, they're going to become complacent, and pretty soon they'll be falling asleep on the job and not paying attention. How do we know? Yeah. I mean, first of all, if a security guard, an armed security guard is falling asleep, you don't think that a school administrator or a teacher is going to go, hey, this guy needs to be fired. He's become complacent. He's sitting there falling asleep on the job. At the very least, don't mm-hmm. you think they're going to wake him up? Because it's for their safety, too. So I, I don't necessarily fall under the... Maybe just needs a, you know, a timeout. The blanket statement of the, they're all going to become complacent because there are no you know, armed shootings or school shootings that happen in, here in the, uh, in the state, great state of Idaho. I, I, just don't, I just don't go with that. Jerry, whom uh, we may have met in the past, says, uh, first of all, Casper, Santa's reindeer's name never was Donner. It was Donder. Donder and Blitzen, Thunder and Lightning. And, and, and that's true. Many people, uh, it, it, in the poem, it, it, uh, the second version, after Dunder, changed it to Donder, D-O-N-D-E-R. Mm-hmm. And many people spell it D-O-N-N-E-R because they think it's Donner. But no, it never has been. It's always been named after Thunder. And if you read books today, it is Donner. Now, if you if you if you'll you know get some of the current books, so I don't know if it was because they well, just I mean, misspelled it's, it's it and just it became. So the, my point is, they're still getting it wrong. The yeah. people who write the yeah. books, yeah. And it wasn't Donder; it was Dunder. Yeah, D U N, not D O N. And and Donner is a historic name, but it's not really one that you associate with Christmas. And it was Dunder and Mifflin, even though it was pretty cold where they were. <laughs> oh yeah, Dunder Mifflin. Dunder and, Mifflin on, on yes. the office, right? Uh, Greg and Meridian. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning. Hey, so do people think you and you and Chris fall asleep because you have to get up so early in the morning if things aren't hopping and absolutely out of control on the radio? Well, we kind of sometimes actually do have to prop, <laughs> prop our heads up sometimes if things are slow. But, you know, on a day like today where we're getting phone calls left and right, and um, no. I don't know. I don't hear too many days where you're not getting phone calls left and right, but you, here's the deal. And, and I know Mike pretty well. Um, I've got a lot of experience in my past days as a law enforcement officer. I think. Yeah, wait, wait, know, wait, we, wait, 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 wait. You can't nah, make a statement just, like that. Well, just leave it where it is. Just leave it alone. Just let that <laughs> one stand. That's so bad. Come on, I enjoyed that. Come on, Greg. 
Not Mike Casper, Mike Johnson. Okay. Uh, See, now, as you said that, it's like, hey, I've had a lot of experience with Mike. and You have to be specific and not just let those statements statements lay because people listen and go, oh, Mike's been arrested by this guy before. He's he's talking two or three callers back, the one with the very distinctive voice that we Uh, all know. All right. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. I just had to make sure that everybody knew that you hadn't arrested me in the past. Well, I haven't, but I knew I got your blood pressure going there. So, so we can, yeah, we can dig, we can dig deep in this in the budget, and we can dig deep in the in sort of the budget process and financing. I think there's a really simple deal. One, we can obviously we need to pay teachers more to begin with, um, just like the personnel, you know, law enforcement, firefighting, the people that are significantly essential in society. But let's dig deep in the bu- in, in, in go into the weeds in the bushes, and let's say those people that want to volunteer and do intensive training within the schools that are teachers, and I'm talking intensive training with ISP and everybody else. Let's give them an additional twenty five thousand dollars a year in salary, quote tax free, no taxes. No taxes on that money. They step up, they mm-hmm. train, they constantly train. They're in there, and they're being trained. And then there is, in terms of assisting the local law enforcement, I saw the videos yesterday in Texas, and it almost makes me disgusted that I ever wore a badge watching those guys in that mm. hallway. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you something. You run to fire, you don't run away. Yeah. Now, spend the money, get them trained, let's figure this out. Up the security, up the doors. Do all those things we need to do, but if these people want to step up and run into fire versus away from fire, then let's pay them. Thank you for the call, Greg. Uh, thanks for getting my blood pressure going this morning. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. Uh, final segment on the way. If you're waiting on the line, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming up next. News Talk uh, Radio, it's 945. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Doug in uh, Meridian, real quickly. You think it's a good idea for uh, schools to hire here in the Treasure Valley armed guards like Twin Falls is proposing? I think it might be a good idea, but um, I like your thought, too, Mike. Um, it would probably scare away the guys that want to apply for it if they're going to have to have every bit of their social media checked out. Some of them, I'm sure, yeah. Them, like, you said, like you said, three years or more. I think that would scare them away. All right. That would be a good idea. Thank you for the call, Doug. Idaho uh, boy writes in California uh, uh, is yet again trying to detect, dictate to the rest of the country. Their Marxist governor wants to start a president to where it becomes untenable for gun manufacturers to be able to do business because they've been inundated by, by abusive tort lawsuits. Many tools, I mean, Democrats agree with this because they, for some reason, think the government should have a monopoly on violence. John says if we contrast the society problems of today versus the past, say 30 years ago, uh, what's the difference? It's all about the speed of information. The communication platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the like seem to make it easier for someone to get their 30 seconds of fame, good or bad. I say limit the speed of postings, Facebook, Meta, and Twitter blacklist things. 
uh, in my opinion, they are at the root of all these uh, societal issues. Except for, I imagine, the ones that existed before they did. That's, that, I added that. Dean uh, writes in, Mike at KBY.com. Companies use warning labels like do not drink bleach to protect themselves from lawsuits. Perhaps gun manufacturers could just add a warning label that says do not use for mass shootings. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. What what would be wrong with that? I mean, you, we, I, you've seen some of the stupid warning yeah, labels. Yeah, like on an iron where it says do not iron your clothes while you're wearing yeah. them. Yeah. Because, you know why that happened? Because somebody did because it. Somebody did it. Yeah. And so you can, uh, as a, an iron manufacturer, you can say, "Look, there's a warning label right on there that says not to do this." Maybe if gun manufacturers started doing this, not to be used for murderers, not to be used for mass mass shootings, would that cover them like, in the instance of of California law? It's like, look, there's a warning label that tells them not to do this. It didn't completely cover cigarettes when they started getting sued. Because they had had a warning label, not for many, many years, but they finally had warning labels, uh, you know, that said uh, may cause cancer or lung problems or various other health problems. But they still ended up getting sued when people died. Uh, just about ready to uh, end up the show. Um, one more uh, email. This one from uh, Joshua. Uh, lock our schools, guard our schools, train our teachers in firearm, firearm safety. There are still an alarming amount of schools who still don't lock doors. Several ways to guard, whether it's through law enforcement, private sectors, or even training our teachers in an active shooting scenario for first responders. As a parent of two, I worry every day. I send my seven- and eight-year-old to school in Napa. As if bullying isn't enough, now my kids will have to worry about if they will be able to even come back home. Real-world lessons. And a sad state of affairs. Thank you, Joshua, for the... uh, email that's it for uh, us today we are out of here you don't have to go home but you can't stay-